age is the ruler of the age. And on the one hand, you know, every, every planet has an up and a down. So um, Saturn is definitely somebody who puts you on your butt and you have to work, you have to do your commitment, you yeah. have to, to struggle, you, you have to be there, you have to have a certain type of discipline, hmm. uh, which is not, um, which is which is not a bad thing. That that means you have to sacrifice things um, to do that and accomplish that what you really want to do. But at the far end of that, that of course ends up with human sacrifice. Hello, and welcome to Dystopian Deep Dives with your host, Natalie Donna. Today I'm speaking with Judith Quoba. She has a great YouTube channel called Night Flight. Um, this is about the age of Aquarius, Saturn energy. So those of you who are into astrology might find this episode especially interesting. We also talk about the situation going on in Germany and protests that are uh, largely peaceful. Thanks for tuning in. Without further ado, here's our episode. I was watching your video about the age of Aquarius and we're talking about sort of this shift from Pisces to Aquarius. Mm -hmm. I'm also um, not uh, uh, an expert in astrology. This is more of my friend's love this um but i think it is very interesting because a friend did tell me that this would be more about sort of technocrats and science and things like this um instead of priests um do you would you agree with that uh it certainly looks like that right now uh because mm -hmm. the technocrats are yeah well in the process of taking over and they would love to see that we just, yeah, roll over and be quiet <laughs> and go along with it. But at the same time, Aquarius is also opens up the possibility to do what we want to do and to establish what we want to establish. The question is, do we have the guts to do that? And by that, I mean, one big step is not buying into the fear porn that the boogeyman is out there and the coronavirus is coming to get you. And um, right. because everything hinges on that fear, yeah? the total surveillance program, the uh, so-called uh, COVID passport, mandatory vaccines everything hinges on that fear and once people comprehend that there is nothing to fear the game is over right um i would agree with that um the fear aspect because it's so hard to speak to people who have consumed all of this fear and I don't know how to tell them that um, 
these people are using nefarious tactics to make you question your own health. Uh, you know what I mean? They, it's sort of a mind game. And that was kind of one of the questions I had here is part of the age of Aquarius playing a more psychological war game instead of a war with bombs. It's more of like a mind virus which I think there are many of. And, you know, the, the coronavirus narrative is just one of these things. Right. Uh, we have a lot of what I like to call mind viruses out there. Um, people who get sort of hooked into these ideas or these philosophies, mainly dispersed on the internet. Um, so they're also sort of like these internet cults as well. Um, and so I wonder if the age of Aquarius has more to do with like the mind they seem to be interested in playing with the mind more than actual bombs. Yeah, or... it's an air sign. Mm -hmm. And uh, that has a lot to do with the mind, of course. But um, as I always say, nothing is written in stone. Yeah. Right now, yeah, it definitely looks as if the technocrats are taking over and that we lost the game and that it will be only a matter of month before the doors close and then everybody is in this dystopian surveillance grid and with um, yeah. Yeah, mandatory vaccines and universal income and so on and so forth. But um, I will go over that bridge when I'm there. As of now, it is not. And I will not uh, give up just yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I think, and I think part of uh, you having your YouTube is, you know, part of disseminating what you think about all of this and sort of helping people. And I think with a rational voice, just say like, hey, look at this, look at the destruction it's done. Look at the dehumanization and the atomization it's doing to people. So yeah, I don't know if people are willing to listen. I think, uh, you know, that's part of how we can fight this. Um, why do you think so many esoteric symbols uh, appear in pop culture and corporate logos today? Um, is it just that they're historical memes? Sort of like they just keep replicating themselves and they've lost their meaning at this point? Or do you think they're being used uh, purposefully? An example I could use is the, the mermaid from Starbucks, which is um, a mythical creature of the name I'm forgetting right now. It starts with an M, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's, it slipped my mind as well. So, but <laughs> I, I think it's a mixture of both. I'm not saying that every designer who designs that is in the know. Right. <laughs> it would be impossible, right? Yeah, but certainly the ones that want to have a specific logo, they know what they are doing. Hmm. And it's, in a sense, a reflection of what they believe in. Hmm. Yeah. 
So, I mean, the, the mermaid, I guess, could uh, sort of hint at like ancient bloodline type of situation mm -hmm. um, from my understanding of that lore, uh, if you will. Um, so I guess, yeah, I think they're sort of taking advantage of it, but they know that their time is, I mean, I've heard you say their time is running out. Is that why I've just feel in the past five years, things have drastically shifted mm -hmm. and I'm getting this sort of, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the term future shock, mm -hmm. but I'm getting that sort of, <laughs> I'm getting that sort of future shock feeling. Um, do you think that's part of this, this shift into the age of Aquarius? Um, yeah. The, the future shock, yeah, they, okay, they, the technocrats know where they want to drag us. The mm -hmm. real question is, are we going to play a long rollover, play dead, <laughs> and um, then they have it or not? And that is where I, you know, I never let people really off the hook when it comes to their own responsibility, meaning, um, is it really necessary that we all participate in this enslavement? And one of these tools, of course, is our smartphone culture. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying here that everybody that uses a smartphone is a bad person and needs to be shunned by humanity. <laughs> But you That's can remember not what I'm a saying, time but... when you didn't need them. You can remember a time that it was fine for you to leave your house. Mm -hmm. And you can argue also that the, the smartphone uh, doesn't allow you to develop certain things that we used to, like you could get in a car and be like, okay, I'm driving to my aunt's house. You just mm -hmm. go there. You didn't need to put it into the phone and tell have it tell you when to turn and all these things you knew how to get there i, I, I never had a navigation system in um in my life mm. in, in in my car never never ever yeah i always knew that this is about control and not my convenience right most, most things that for are safety <laughs> yeah most things that are offered to us under the label safety and convenience uh, is about control. And unfortunately, a lot of people are willing to sacrifice almost anything in the temple of convenience. They love it. <laughs> That's why, you know, uh, Amazon is so successful. Um, that's Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Like, you and and I often think sort of a, a thought that goes through my head is that if this does continue the way it does, convenience will be the death of this culture. Um, mm -hmm. I often think that. <laughs> I just see all these people who are less; they feel less self reliant. And I, you know, I I grew up in the the eighties uh, and and you know the nineties, uh, but. Yeah, I just see this whole generation and they're so angry too um, at, at things that, that I believe are, are manufactured issues, you know, where it's like you should, you're directing, 
I get that you're angry. You're not in the most fun situation, but you're directing your anger towards a source that is not there. They, they place it in, in the individual. Like it's our, somehow our fault <laughs> that this thing has been constructed around us. So I don't know. It's wild here in the United States. And are the protests uh, that are happening in Germany, are they, are they violent at all or? No, 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 no. We, we have no uh, riots in the sense that uh, you are seeing in the United States where all the, yeah, the small businesses are getting trashed and the windows smashed and what have you, regardless uh, if, that individual is maybe a black person that has all their life savings yeah. uh, in that little business. <clears throat> they don't care about that. And as Masaki pointed out in our interview, and I think he's really correct about this, this entire thing, Black Lives Matter, what they are really talking about is Saturnian Lives Matter. Right. So speaking of Saturn... Saturn deals with Aquarius. Well, what is the connection for people who might not uh, know what the it's connection is? It's the ruler. It's the ruler of the age. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, you know, every, every planet has an up and a down. So um, Saturn is definitely somebody who puts you on your butt. And you have to work, you have to do your commitment, you mm -hmm. have to, to struggle, you, you have to be there, you have to have a certain type of discipline, hmm. uh, which is not, um, which is, which is not a bad thing. That, that means you have to sacrifice things. Um, to do that and accomplish that what you really want to do. But at the far end of that, that of course ends up with human sacrifice. Okay. Or so other that... blood sacrifices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you always have to have a balance between all these energies. Right. Yeah. Where a certain structure in your life is needed, it's okay. And that is where Saturn comes in and is useful. And it, yeah, is like the schoolmaster and tells you, you know what, I, I will sit you on your butt now and you have to improve yourself. You have to do better than that. Mm -hmm. That might be inconvenient and not very funny. But it is sometimes needed. Yet, when I look at the other extreme of that, that is something where I do not want to go. Blood sacrifices. And um, to me, it doesn't really matter if it's uh, animal or human. Yeah. And yes, I know some people. Yeah, okay. But whenever somebody either demands or you arrive at the idea you have to have a blood sacrifice, then there is something very fucked up and wrong with that. 
either with that de deity, and I don't care, yeah, any deity that demands blood sacrifices is a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty accurate. Um, because if, if you are the creator of everything, everything and anything we can think of, you do right. not need blood sacrifice. Exactly. So this sort of reminds me of, uh, you, you talked about this in one of your videos, this sort of um, Mary cult, where I, I, I think, and, and maybe you don't know about this, but I guess at some point, they were using the, the skulls, the, the, the sort of to drink, was it menstrual blood? Mm -hmm. um, and this is, you know, an esoteric sort of Christian, Christian practice uh, from, I guess, the medieval era. I could be wrong. Sometimes my memory is not great. Yeah. But but there were were so what I'm getting at here is this was a question I had for you and we sort of interacted on this idea this sort of idea of the mother goddess and all of these male uh, secret societies using divine female energy and so what do you make of all these male secret societies feeding off of female energy. Um, um the, there is this uh, idea of yeah the unholy uh female energy right and um that unholy female energy is actually ruling those secret societies okay so i don't see it really as siphoning off of female energy hmm. I'm because when when you look at the symbolism, you will always find the knight in service to uh, um, to a woman, a female character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this um, dark female energy, I see that as uh, one of the main parts of the secret societies. They make you think it's all about men, but it's not. Hmm. It's in the background, ruled and governed by, um, yeah, toxic, dark female energies. That is what I, and when, as Masaki said, I will uh, quote Judith Foba now. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my stance on all the gods and goddesses, the little G gods, always has been and is still to to the up to today. Fuck them all. What have they ever done? Okay, so <laughs> I I think what I'm hearing is that humanity, as a, as like sort of a whole, uh, would would need first of all we would need to come together. We would need a massive shifting consciousness to realize the the games that are sort of being played mm. with with us mm. and you know unite in in sort of um fight these these forces of of dark male or female energy whatever it would be the dark energy um let me give you one example many people are head over heels with gaia sophia mm. i have a totally different view on that 
Sophia is an anagram for AI force. Force is the Greek word for light. And AI, yeah, is AI, artificial intelligence. So Sophia, to me, is part of the false light matrix. Mm. Yeah? Lower astral, at best. Hmm. So, I mean, my personal belief is uh, that they're really, they're just humans. And human humankind is responsible for, for all, all of the evil. And, uh, you know, not specifically men or women. Uh, it does seem like men have a, a, a larger part to play in a lot of wars. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of uh, sort of esotericism, it's, it's interesting to me. But um, I think a lot of people, when they, when they think about these things, they sort of put aside that, like, humans can actually be that terrible. You know what I mean? So... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, shifting your yes, consciousness. Yes, we can. And, uh, but that is also where mind viruses come in. Right. And when yeah. um, Masaki shared these slides mm -hmm. uh, about China, and um, when I said, yeah, I know, if these groups the energy it, it has an energy of its own and it takes over the mind of the individual it can be right. a, it can be a good thing but usually it is used for nefarious purposes <laughs> yeah that all of a sudden hundreds and thousands of people think it is uh, perfectly okay to, yeah, what do I know, to decapitate an individual because he or she has a different point of view. Yeah, we are getting, we are getting there to this sort of cancel culture and all of that type of thing. And I think speaking to people who have different points of view is really important. And I've always thought that. So <laughs> I always seek out people that I, I just feel like we could have an interesting conversation, even if we disagree. So, uh, and that's part of it. It's part of the consciousness. And it's also part of the game of the divide and conquer. And that's what I see Black Lives Matter being. Um, I, I think these people wittingly or unwittingly are, are foot soldiers for uh, the New World Order to, mm -hmm. to, you know, condense that thought. Uh, and, and, and you do see a lot of money. So, so people who've donated, they click the button on the website, which goes to Act Blue, which funnels that into the DNC. And we're just seeing, you know, basic, uh, I think, manipulation of people's emotions to, to, to divide them. And again, the fear but they're just pumping that fear of the other in so hard now. Um, the yeah. entire construct and is... The masks really are a very interesting, I think, experiment that they're running. Like, who who's going to continue? Who's not going to continue? Who's never going to do it in the first place? It's, fa it's, it's just... And I, and I see it that way. Like, this is one of the most massive... Uh, uh, mind manipulations possibly I mean they, they do it every few decades it feels like they have to 
throw another thing in there, <laughs> you know, like 9-11, uh, coronavirus. And, and what happens as a result of these things is obviously policy shifts that, as we were saying, give away more of your autonomy, give away, you know, for the safety or the convenience. So that's what these result in. No matter who's who's perpetrating these crimes against humanity, you know, it just seems like they want to tighten in the control. And uh, is it Masaki? Masaki. Yeah, Masaki. Uh, he was saying part of Aquarius is about the control aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I find, but as as he as you and he say, you know, there's always a balance between these two things. Yeah. Um. So you having this channel and, and talking to people about it, you know, I think it's really interesting and a good way to raise consciousness, which is, I think, one of the only weapons we have. Um, I would say it's the best weapon. At the end of the day, I see consciousness as the real game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so does DARPA. That's that's why that's some of the things they've been looking into with ESP and such, um, which is a, a totally different uh, conversation. Um, so here's again, I, I did want to bring up Germany again. Mm. And the, again, the tightening, they're trying to tighten things down. Yeah. Uh, but the German people are, are peacefully, it seems, gathering. And it's very interesting what they do in the United States is this sort of left-right thing. I don't know what the politics are in Germany. Are they similar? Do they try to paint everyone who's going to these things as some like... Yes, of course. We are uh, neo-Nazis. We are Corona deniers. Yeah, very carefully picked that word so that we have an association with with a Holocaust denier. And um, yeah, we are all right-wingers, lunatics. Yeah. Um, But here in Germany, we have also something that, yeah, you would call a secret service. And that, the name of it is Bundesverfassungsschutz, BND. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BND is Bundesnachrichtendienst, and part of that is Bundesverfassungsschutz. So, they uh, released a report that this narrative is not true, that there were only a couple of right-wingers, if at all, and uh, that they were not the majority of the people. But that yeah, is... That I is, saw footage. There were some, like, rainbow flags. Yeah. You know, there was all... Yeah. It seemed like all sorts of kinds of people were there. Yeah, yeah. Muslims and, uh, you, you know... But that is the narrative that is convenient for the press and for the politicians, so that they use it. Mm -hmm. And now what has happened? The demonstration for next Saturday has been prohibited, but the people are going anyway. And many said, you know what? And now I am going to Berlin. Right. (laughs) So 
in a way, everything is accelerating now. Why do I say that? Police, military will have to make a stand. They will have to decide, to decide what side am I on? Am I going to block the streets to Berlin with tanks? Do I participate in that to enforce tyranny, yes or no? It will be very interesting to see how it plays out in Germany. I mean, yeah. here they already, but again, I will say that at least they're being peaceful and they don't have this narrative that they do in the United States where uh, we're at this <laughs> two plus two is four situation. Uh, not four, I'm sorry, five. five. Mm. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I You did see the math news, but... So we're at this uh, situation where uh, protesting is, uh, is rioting. It's the same thing. People mm. destroying other people's businesses, people hurting each other, people setting things on fire. That they're just protesting. So mm. the United States, the, what I, the left, the, sort of this weird situation has totally brainwashed these, these kids. Uh, into thinking that like the, these actions are gonna I mean what they did was they called in the National Guard so we had the National Guard right outside my house like two blocks from here and I, I also don't support what they're protesting I don't know what you know the statistics do not point to that level of violence I'm sorry you're more in danger uh, in your own community from the own people that you live around. It uh, doesn't matter what color you are, okay? And uh, you're more in danger of, of poor health decisions, you know, in that community or poor health just uh, being born, you know, with some poor health. So these narratives, they don't help anyone. And again, it's all funneling money to <laughs> To the Democratic National Committee, and I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. You know, I've never been either of those things. I think it's a it farce. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 a very strange situation we have here in the United States, where <laughs> I don't know what what these kids, you know, think that they're going to accomplish. Perhaps they should watch the film RoboCop. Um, I don't know, like just decreasing pop property values and, and the technocrats, you know, they bring in the, the robot cops. Oh, yeah, of course, defunding the police. And again, I'm not a fan of the police. Yeah, who's a fan? I mean, and, reform, um, of military or police. Right. The thing is, are we really as a society in the aggregate, are we at a point where we can say no more police. The thing is, there are people out there that will say, oh, you abolished the police, that's great. <laughs> because well, my next robbery will be there, there, and there. Yeah, okay. Well, again, they have a disconnect. They have this strange mm -hmm. utopia that they have in their, their mind, this imaginary utopia. And I mean, if you've read any novel <laughs> about dystopia or even utopias, like uh, Brave New World is a, a great example of, of how that can go. Like, 
and they and they're doing the same things like destroying uh statues destroying things like that they they tore down i think it was a, a civil war guy who was actually a black guy <laughs> one of the the first regiments or something like this they're, and they just don't have any um understanding of history either i don't think so Mm-hmm. It will be very interesting to see how it plays out in Germany because I still think people have a memory, not a, you know, a sort of a, it wasn't that far ago. It wasn't that long ago, you know, so maybe. Yeah, some people that used to live in East Germany, yeah, under the communist regime, they say what's going on here right now that is worse than what we experienced. Mm-hmm. So, so much for that uh, democratic leadership. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, but I think because of those memories, people, that there are millions of people that, are not willing to roll over and go right. along with it. I'm sorry? Because they can see what that is heading towards. Right. And it's actually interesting because a lot of immigrants here also, you know, are kind of calling this out because it's a very sort of, for lack of a better term, like white bourgeois, you know, when we were out here seeing them going over there, Uh, it was really interesting, like, because they had locked everybody in their houses. So it was almost like a party you could go to, you know, you bring your, your little flag. And it was just, I don't know. I, 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 and I, it's like the Coca-Cola protest or what is it when Jenner like gives them a Pepsi or something. (laughs) It's the same kind of thing. So I don't, I don't know. It's, so it's, I will be interested to see what happens in Germany. And I think I I covered all of the questions that I had about, you know, Aquarius. And uh, do you have any thoughts on transhumanism while we're here? Yeah, that's all part of the agenda. Mm -hmm. And the technocrat thinks that humans are just a mind-body machine. Mm-hmm. That, that's all there is. And this limited point of view then leads to dehumanizing others. It's just another machine. Right. <laughs> and we have, I had, uh, last night I had uh, an interview with uh, Jerry Mazinski because he has written uh, this book with Sherry Sweeney. Hmm. And we talked about that. An amazing journey into the psychotic mind. Yeah. And we have the same problem in medicine as well, because it started all with Hippocrates, saying that any and all diseases come from outside sources, germs, viruses, whatever. The entire germ theory is this <laughs> yeah this war model yeah this <laughs> if we keep all the germs out and then everybody will be healthy 
So right. what did that lead to? This idea that everything comes from outside and that the human, because that idea is old. I, I will read one, uh, a couple of sentences here from somebody, he, his name is Bloiler. Most of our worst restraining measures would be unnecessary if we were not duty-bound to preserve the patient's lives, which for them, as well as for others, are only of negative value. Even if a few more killed themselves, does this reason justify the fact that we torture hundreds of patients and aggravate their disease. At the present time, we psychiatrists are burdened with the tragic responsibility of obeying the cruel views of society. So, in other words, he complains about the fact that they have to keep uh, schizophrenics alive. And what they did to, because of this idea everything comes from outside and you are just a machine. And if we keep all the germs away here, they opened the skulls and put alcohol in it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the leaching sort of. Yeah. And this make them, make them numb. And uh, another wonderful treatment What's ha is this a person hanging from something? Yeah, and they um, hang them. Yeah, they are standing, but of course, this is very stressful in the long yeah. run. Yeah. And then they, they completely break down, and that was their treatment to calm them down. Hmm. So we have the same idiotic ideas. In, they never really went away. Yeah, right. We have them in medicine. And I mean... Some of them have come back into style too. You have this sort of uh, evolutionary psychology situation, which is sort of like a modern day phrenology. So yeah, the, the medical... Uh, the history of, the, of medicine is just wrought with this sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, we have the same players even. Yeah. The, the, the ones that um, decided that uh, medicine from now on will be like this. Everything has an outside cause. You have no power over your health. We, the experts, are telling you what to swallow. And um, if you say otherwise, you can, you, uh, you can lose your license as a doctor. And then you do that for a couple of generations and nobody will remember. Right. That there have been other possibilities. And we have the same players because one of uh, those institutions who enforced that was Johns Hopkins Institute. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the Rockefeller. Yeah. Situation. Standard Oil and yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> what we are seeing here is a replay. Hmm. Yeah, and then merging 
the human with the machine is just the next step, the next level of madness. <laughs> right. And um, what I have, I have a suspicion that deep underneath it all is their fear of death. Yes, I think there's a completely unhealthy relationship with death in this culture. Mm -hmm. um, is belief in technology the new religion? Oh, yeah. It will be part of it, yeah. Right, instead of men in robes, they have uh, lab coats. Yeah, if, if, this, um, if this prediction is correct, that the Anunnaki are coming back in 2022. Yeah, then the, according to uh, according to those um, to those ideas, there will be only um, two religions left. One is Islam, and the one is this uh, alien technocratic religion. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about that. So um, yeah. I, uh, you know, personally, I, I, unless I can, I like to talk about these things, but I, I can't prove any of <laughs> any of those things. So yeah. I leave it to the people who really believe them uh, to tell me about them. And that's fine. I, I, I don't I don't really care if uh, people believe that or not I just put it out there and you put it into your puzzle as you wish and if you decide no that one I leave on the shelf that's okay with me hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, to me it's pretty clear that we had encounters with the Anunnaki with Anu Enki Enlil and as I said in uh, my interview with Masaki there are no good guys in that story that's totally <laughs> No, yeah, they all seem pretty terrible. <laughs> um, and uh, with the lore of, of like fairy creatures and things like this, the, the overlap of, of these sightings with UFO uh, sightings. So humans have always encountered possibly beings from another realm. Yeah. Um, it yeah. depended on, I suppose, the zeitgeist at the time to, to tell them what those things were. So that's totally a possibility in my mind. I just haven't encountered such a thing myself. So, um, and that's, you know, that's what makes the world so interesting. All of the mysteries that, you know, we don't have answers for that scientists and doctors pretend that they have answers for. Yeah, the more you find out and the more you understand how these people control narratives, uh, to make people believe what what they they want, uh, you know, the more you you want to know what they're doing, why they're doing it, who they are, and I've always been interested in uh, spiritual uh, uh, information, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be from Christianity or or other sources. Mm -hmm. um, so and history, I don't know. I, I think most of us are just trying to wade our way through the situation that we're in, no matter what perspective we have. But yeah, it is upsetting the sort of disappearance of, of different cultural things. Mm. Uh, that's part of the agenda. Yeah, I, I think um, talking to all kinds of people with all kinds of backgrounds, 
that's uh, a really good way to learn. Um, for instance, I do not subscribe to any type of religion, but of course I will talk to Gary Wayne, I talk to Johnny Sirochi, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I do things like that. Especially the situation that we are in now, it's time to overcome all those differences and find common ground. Yeah, and I see that, you know, these, these movements, mm. the, you know, the divide and conquer mentality is still there. It's still, you know, very much what they want. And if you have every corporation making T-shirts with BLM, you have to wonder what your cause is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the corporations will save us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. The ones that fucked it up in the first place, they are here to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just here to help us. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we're, too, we're useless eaters, so we're too stupid to, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. do things on our own or, or make, you know, decisions. And if YouTube kicks us, out of their sphere that's okay with me there are other possibilities and if youtube wants to make itself obsolete they can go ahead with that <laughs> true yeah that is how i see it yeah. because uh, it definitely started out differently mm -hmm. so silicon valley yeah definitely And you, then you have characters like, you know, Bill Gates showing up and, mm. you know, I love that pie in the face during the, the antitrust <laughs> hearings. So, yeah, I, I think the initial idea of Silicon Valley and the, the men behind that and they were, you know, a lot of them were experimenting with um, hallucinogens, uh, you know, they, they, they were like sort of, I don't, you know, sort of hippies in a way whatever that term means, but like, hey, man, information should be free, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and they were all sort of, yeah, and then you have these figures like Jobs or Gates who come in and they just capitalize on everybody else's work, you mm. know, none of the, the things that those dudes did were original, so, yeah, and yeah. I don't know how to stop that cycle from repeating itself, but, and, and a lot of people made a lot of money so yeah. oh. the other day i read that during this corona crisis uh, bill gates made 7.5 billion dollars he's got one heck of a pr team behind him doesn't he yeah like to change this image Yeah, of like a sort of a greedy corporate dude to like, I'm gonna save you with my vaccine. And and that's the danger of, of we you guys were talking about QAnon. That's the danger of that situation because it makes anyone questioning this stuff, you know, now we're lumped into that group. So now, you know, anyone with a dissenting opinion, and that's the whole term of conspiracy. Yeah, and it makes uh, people docile, the mm. Q narrative, because... They think Trump Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because while technocracy is creeping in, 
the people are sitting back watching the show with their popcorn thinking that the white knights will save them at the 11th hour yeah trump that's totally trump wasn't hanging out with epstein all the time no never in, happened in new york mm. <laughs> it's such a small world i guess they yeah i don't know it's it's just madness to think that trump is gonna is not part of that cabal in some in some way he wouldn't be there where he is no oh wait while i have you really quickly mm -hmm. we're talking about the jesuits uh, uh briefly and that's sort of the back to sort of like the m mm -hmm. symbol Mm -hmm. And isn't Trump, uh, didn't he go to a Jesuit school and then build Yes, he's Jesuit trained. And so what, what, what do they, if you know, like, what's like a brief sort of thing that they would, you know, what do they train them to do? Like, what is a core idea uh, there? Um, Johnny Sorochi described it a little bit like... Not everybody that is going to a Jesuit university will be picked. Yeah. But um, for some, the, um, the training is, it resembles an, a training of a uh, Marine, meaning. Um, <clears throat> Core lots part of discipline, of talking about Saturn there. Lots of discipline. Core parts of your personality got destroyed and then rebuilt in the mm. image of their ideas. Yeah, thanks, Judith.